His name is Garrett Saldano, and he would like to go to the state house and be the next governor of the state of Michigan if he can get the Republican nomination. And he's on our AT&T line right this very moment when every second counts leading into the primary. Well, thank you for being here and congratulations on your quest. Hey, thank you very much for having us on, Michael. We appreciate it. You uh, have been described as a lightning rod. You've been described as an outsider. How are you going to translate all that into being called governor? Well, I tell you what, I really feel um, that people are now awakened and alive in our movement, and the Michigan people are engaged now. You know, we, we are pretty much fed up with the Silver Spoon politicians and elitists, and we want real now. We want Americans who love this country, who love this flag, that are going to run not off self-interest, but what's for right for the people. And that's one thing that we have right now is uh, momentum with our movement. The movement began, give me the moment that you said, I got to get involved. Well, I tell you what, it's almost two years now we've been standing up against uh, Governor Whitmer and her, her draconian unconstitutional lockdown. So you go back two years ago, and if you would have sat down and said, hey, Garrett, you're, you're going to be the re- running for the next governor, I would have laughed you out of the room. There's no way that I ever wanted to be a part of politics, no desire to. Um, but as she started to tell us what we could and couldn't buy, You know, you can't buy paint and mulch. You can go on a kayak, but not a motorboat. And God forbid you touch that gas station pump handle, you die of COVID. When she extended that state of emergency on April 9th, like many Michiganders out there, I was waiting for somebody in a position of authority, somebody in a position of uh, power, um, an elected official to stand up for us. And all we heard was crickets. And so I decided to uh, get on Facebook and start a group. And I called it Michiganders Against Excessive Quarantine. And I did a video, a five-minute video, and I went home that night to my wife, and she's like, what did you do? I was like, well, I started a Facebook group. She's like, why? She's because I needed to get something off my chest. And uh, that night, 500 people joined. I looked at my wife, and I said, holy cow, there, there's 500 people that feel just like me. The next morning, it was 5,000. That night, 100,000. Next night, 200,000. And the third night, 300,000 people were on that group. And I looked at my wife. I said, what the heck did we do? And so that's, that's when the movement was born. And that movement was engaged, it was passionate, it was frustrated, it was angry. So as the leader of this movement, we started to direct that energy towards the legislature to demand that they stop the state of emergency. And uh, we were successful in doing so. Do you think that if you get the Republican nomination and then on election night you are elected governor, you and your wife might look at each other again and say, what the heck did we do? Absolutely. Um, if you want to make God laugh, you tell him your plans. You know, this definitely wasn't in my 20-year vision board or my plans in life, but uh, we have learned throughout this experience to definitely just let go, let God. What is the plan, uh, foolish though it may be, uh, what is the plan, the pathway to getting the nomination and then retooling and winning the general? Well, I tell you what, I, I really believe that we're going to have a harder time um, getting through the primary than the general. Um, Governor Whitmer has done, as we are all well aware of, so much damage to our state with not only her unconstitutional lockdowns, but doubling down back in November 2020 when she canceled our children's experiences, their opportunities and dreams, when she shut down these restaurants at 25% capacity, um, even though um, she went to uh, the inauguration with her two daughters and we're out with all of her friends and Lansing like these lockdowns are still going on. So I really believe that she's done so much damage where the independents in the middle are not going to be voting for her. Um, but the, the primary, obviously, it's a very crowded race. We have some self-funders in there. We have uh, some candidates that the establishment has backed, and that's fine. But that's one thing 
that people are taking uh, not seriously right now, but they're starting to, is the energy of our movement and the people behind us. Do you think, Garrett Saldano, that ultimately people will look at what happened during the pandemic and give the governor a pass by saying, well, nobody really knew what to do, and so she erred on the side of caution? Yeah, I, I truly believe that every elected official originally um, kind of gets a get-out-of-jail-free card with this thing because we didn't know what COVID was going to do. But as the months went on and other states started to slowly open up, like Florida and Texas, and COVID hell wasn't upon them, that was the narrative that uh, Governor Whitmer pushed on them, and we started to see that there's some other ways that they could handle it. Um, if she would have opened slowly up like the rest of the union did in November 2020, I don't believe that anybody could beat her. I wouldn't be running right now because so many bought into that lockdown narrative in the beginning. But when she doubled down and she canceled Thanksgiving and Christmas, when she shut these restaurants down to 25% capacity, she canceled athletics and our children and took away these kids' experiences, opportunities, and dreams. That's where she went wrong. It was a critical mistake on her administration. And that's why, if you look at Virginia, Virginia was a blue state that turned red with Governor Yunkin. And that's exactly what's going to happen in the state of Michigan is the uh, the middle is fed up. And that's one thing that I've learned is you do not mess with mama bears and grandma bears. Hmm. And, of course, the governor will say, I'm a mother, and it pained me to do these things, too. Well, that's true. But, again, we have this beautiful thing in the United States called the Constitution, and that's our foundation. And you don't have any right. To, to stomp on that and throw that out because people's constitutional freedoms, their sacred values and citizens' rights should never be infringed upon. And that's my job as next governor is to make sure that no governor can ever do this again and no governor can weaponize the health department. And I'm the guy to get this done. Was it you who famously decided to skip the Republican leadership conference at Mackinac Island last September and stage your own counter event? Yes, that was me. Um, you know, the Michigan GOP, they're supposed to stay neutral. They're supposed to not put their uh, their thumb on the scale until after the primary to allow we the people to have a voice and who we want to have represent us in our own part. And they decided to support a candidate um, when he announced James Craig back in June. And when they did that, uh, I decided to say, hey, if you're going to put your, your thumb on the scale here, then uh, we're going to go do our own leadership conference. And that's what we did. They had their little party on Mackinac Island. We had our party in Antrim County, and I think they had somewhere around 1,700 people. We had 4,000. And so that's when we made a statement that this is our party, and you're not going to be interfering with our elections. You can try, but again, that garbage might have worked in the past, but it's not going to work now. Too many people are engaged. Excuse me. So too many people are activated. Do you feel, uh, have you mended fences at all with the Michigan GOP, or are you running to win their primary truly from the outside? No, you know, I'm always willing to work with anybody, and that's anybody on both sides of the aisle. We have to get away from this division now. You know, everybody's Mm -hmm. sick and tired of the division, not only in Michigan, but the United States. And I have been preaching unity ever since the beginning. We need to start having conversations. And some of these conversations are going to be difficult from a variety of different people, from a variety of different backgrounds and experiences that not only move our state forward, but our country. So I'm absolutely, I'm willing to work with Michigan GOP. But again, just this past week, uh, the Michigan GOP's leadership put their thumb on the scale with endorsing a couple of candidates, um, the AG and the Secretary of State. And I just don't believe in that. I, I really believe that they need to stay out of these races to allow the people to do their own due diligence, allow the people to vet these candidates. And then after the primary, that's when we all come together. Okay, Kalamazoo listeners, 
radio stations across the state of Michigan. Garrett Saldano is with us, who played at Western. He was a Bronco and went on to become a Chicago Bear, and he's on our AT&T line, hoping to become your next governor if he can get the Republican nomination and win the general. Um, how far did you get into the Chicago Bear organization after coming out of Kalamazoo? Well, I, I tell you what, you just made my day by playing our fight song at Western Michigan University. So that is one thing for sure, is that is a synapse in my mind. And when I hear that song, it always brings a huge smile. So thank you for doing that. But I was That's, with the, uh, uh, Tony Cuthbert and the orchestra there did that for you because he knows uh, he, he loves Western, too, even though he went to Central. And he uh, knows that our Kalamazoo listeners on WKZO love it as well. Oh, I love it, and our, and our Bronco hockey team is going to be playing in the next round of the playoffs here, I think this Friday, against North Dakota State, so go Broncos. But, Thank um, you. Yeah, I had um, a short stint, like you said. I was with the Chicago Bears for a couple months, and then uh, once I got cut, it, uh, it, was, it was interesting. I was back in my parents' basement, and one week I was an NFL athlete, and the next week I was literally in my parents' basement working in construction and digging holes, and that's one thing that you find um, about yourself in a hole is you find out a lot. And one thing you have to do when you're in a hole is you need to stop digging and then make the uh, the decision to climb out of that hole. And that's exactly what I did. And that's when I made a decision to go back to school, put myself through chiropractic school. And then uh, my wife and I, who was also a collegiate athlete at Western Michigan, she played volleyball there. We, we settled back down in the Kalamazoo area. And ever since, uh, we've had a successful company there. Um, did you have an NFL moment, is so-called, in that short stay you were there where you said, wow? I, I tell you what, I did. Um, it was Brian Erlocker's second year, who I think is now a Hall of Fame linebacker, and uh, he was just a monster of a man. He's 6'4", 240, and he's very fast. And when I saw him flying around the field, I kind of looked around and I said, holy cow, that, that's what an NFL linebacker is. You know, I'm going to be on special teams for the rest of my life. But that was my aha moment that uh, this is a different uh, type of game at the professional level. Playing at the professional level in football, you have a short lifespan for the career. Do you think that the, our state legislators uh, and the term limits that we installed to keep them short-spanned should be changed? You know, that's something we need to look at because one thing is for certain is uh, when when you give the legislature's time and money, they're going to spend it. And that's one thing as Michigan's next governor that I'm going to do. I'm not the candidate who's going to go in there and balance the budget. One thing that's happened over the past several years under Republican-led legislature, I think our budget has increased 31 to 33 percent. So obviously there is a lot of spending going on, and I'm the candidate who's actually going to get in there. We're going to cut the budget. We're going to run this place like a business, and we're going to bring common-sense solutions. So you um, have you had a look at the ballot proposal that may be coming about adjusting term limits? Yes, we have, and we're still just kind of waiting and seeing what's going to happen with it, what their intent is with it. We have uh, come a long way so far in this interview, and thank you for the valuable time, Garrett Saldano, who is running for governor without mentioning the T-word or the DJ T-word, if you will. Uh, but we might as well. Uh, but the former president, Donald Trump, why, why should he have any say in what goes on in Michigan and the political system here and who's elected and who isn't? Well, I think President Trump um, did a lot for the not only this country, but for awakening people that get involved in politics. And so many of us, um, and I'm looking in the mirror when I say this, would just uh, vote straight ticket and then go back to our to our lives until the next uh, election cycle and forget about them. And I've done that ever since I voted. Um, and obviously, we all know that elections have consequences. 
And that's one thing that we're seeing right now is elections have uh, global consequences, especially what's going on across the world right now with obviously Russia invading Ukraine um, and Germany deciding to phase out their uh, their energy, which was nuclear energy at the time, and depend on Russia. So you can see there's some uh, bigger consequences at play when we get the wrong leadership in. Um, and obviously we're in trouble not only in America but in Michigan with uh, rising inflation, rising gas costs. Um, our energy costs are going to continue to go up. And so we need to start bringing some, some business decisions to uh, office, and we need to start bringing transparency. And that's one thing that President Trump was able to do is he's one of the few presidents who have actually talked the talk and walked the walk. He, he did a lot of what he said he was going to do. Um, and that's one thing I think the American people now value is uh, somebody who may be sometimes rough around the edges, who may bring some New York personality to some things. But I tell you what, Michael, I'll take a mean tweet any day of the week right now that what's going on in our country and state. Can you describe your meetings or your relationship with former President Trump? Well, I haven't met him personally. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting him very soon. But when I do meet him, um, I'm going to look him in the eye. I'm going to shake his hand, and I'm going to say thank you for everything that you've done for this country and what you continue to do. You have a scheduled meeting with him? Not yet. We are working with the scheduling team um, to get there. And that's important to you? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, I, I, I would welcome a Trump endorsement. There's no doubt about it. Um, but if he decides to uh, endorse me, it's good because of I earned it. That's for sure. Garrett Soldano, if someone uh, meets you uh, in line at Frisky's Market or wherever it might be, and you tell them you're running for governor, what's the first thing they say or ask? Well, am, am I real? And are you a politician? And that's one thing when you do meet us, and if you come to one of our meet and greets or our rallies, you're going to see the crowd that we're drawing right now. And our ground game is something that people's never seen before, especially this far out from the primary general. When we do our meet and greets, we're packing the house. We have hundreds of people. When we do our rallies, there's thousands. So that's the movement that we have right now. But people want real now. And, and they, they do not want these silver spoon politicians. They don't want these elitists, um, these career politicians, as we call them, to have any more control in telling us what we can and can't do, what we can and can't buy. And they just want somebody who's going to represent them. And that's why I'm a statesman. And that's what I vowed to the state of Michigan that I would do, is I'm not going to quit until we restore the checks and balances of our beloved state. 